If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week we are on book 29, Mm -hmm. but episode... 31. 31. Look at that. We both yes. got it right. Someday we'll do it without congratulating ourselves. We'll just be like, yeah, we know how to do this. It's yeah, fine. We're it's profe- not a big deal. We're professionals. We, we can talk good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is uh, quite quite a doozy. Mm. Um, so we, we're going to start it off with some cover lines and blurbs. So the front cover line is... Will Elizabeth be forced to choose between Amy and Enid? <gasps> well, yes, mm. basically. Yeah, it's quite and dramatic. The, the back line is, three's a crowd. Ooh. Also true. Yes, very much so in the case of this story. <laughs> I mean, it's it's more than a crowd. It's deeply, deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, it's awkward. So please, share the blurb. Okay. Elizabeth Wakefield is ecstatic. <gasps> Her dearest childhood friend, Amy Sutton, is moving back to Sweet Valley. Elizabeth can't wait to see her again and introduce Amy to her current best friend, Enid Rollins. That can't be. Why would you not be able to wait for what would clearly be something very awkward? (laughs) Amy is an undeniable hit at Sweet Valley High. She's glamorous and vivacious and she becomes the newest member of the cheerleading squad. But to Elizabeth's shock, Amy and Enid seem to be heading for a showdown. (gasps) Will the prospect of having two best friends leave Elizabeth with none? Well, almost. Yeah, gets close. It does. And that's also giving away quite a lot of details. Yeah. On the back. Mm. Like, come on, guys. How are those spoilers? Um, but luckily, the cover is, uh, I suppose, is, is equally evocative. It's a thing of beauty. So, <laughs> is that so serious? There's just so much going on. Oh, my God. There really, really is. And this was the first book that I have read for this podcast on my Kindle. Now they put the books on Kindle. So I didn't have to go into my old college library to call Make it Make a show up. yourself. Basically, Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, sadly, it meant I didn't get a, a gaze at a full color version of oh. the of the cover. But you you can I'm, I'm gazing at it now. <laughs> it, there it is. It is quite something. It's so really please is. describe it. Okay, so we've got Elizabeth uh, standing like in front of yeah. Amy and Enid, who are behind her. Uh, Elizabeth, I mean, she doesn't look too upset for someone who's quite upset for a lot of the book. She looks quite pleased with herself. She does. She looks like she's sort of like, ha ha ha, everyone's fighting over me. Self-satisfied, like, yeah, I get this. Uh, Like, she's loving it. Mm. Um, She's got another blue polo shirt on. This one's kind of stripy. Yeah, it's not the same one as before. I was wondering that. She's got these pants on. (laughs) I just don't understand. Oh my the, god! Like, are they? I I don't. They're all wearing chinos. They sort of high waisted. They're so high waisted and baggy, and I I just I don't, I don't know what's <laughs> going. Oh my! They're, they're very wide. I can't quite understand them. At are they a chino skirt? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. It's very puzzling. It's confusing. Well, make you know we'll we'll put it online so yeah, you can have a look. You can have a look. Um. So Amy is wearing 
I guess it's a pink dress of some it sort. It sort of looks a bit like a kind of a pink jumpsuit type affair oh, that maybe. I I myself owned age about eight or nine Ooh. around the time not long before this book came out. Interesting. So maybe yeah. that's why that's what I'm seeing. But okay. it's quite shapeless. So, yeah. Well, yeah, Enid and Amy both have their arms folded and they're both looking quite cross. Yeah, Enid's quite scowly. Um, yeah. She's also wearing a kind of a polo shirt and chino situation it's like Elizabeth very is. very similar outfit. It's very similar. I'm surprised that James Matthews it's went with, you know. Just terrible. But like they're similar 16. ensembles. Like, what? Why are they dressed like 60-year-old, 65-year-old like, retirees? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Who like moved to Florida. They, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was my next thing. It was like someone on holidays in Florida. <laughs> in the just 90s. bring out the golf I clubs. Don't, yeah, I do not understand. What the fuck they're oh wearing. Oh my God, yeah. It all, it's all just happening so much. It's like, it really <laughs> is. Yeah, it's a lot. And there's a lot of... Amy's hair as well is uh, sort of a bit of an asymmetric kind of do. It actually is. Yeah. yeah. And Enid's gone full mullet. Like Enid, she you'd has. look so much better if you didn't I have the just... short on top, long at the back. What are you doing? <sighs> just... Oh my god, I sound like Lynn Henry's mother from the Ooh. last book, but like, make the most of yourself, Enid. <laughs> We're such hypocrites. <laughs> We're literally giving out to Lynn's mother one book. Oh god. We're, you know, now judging people by their self-worth and every yeah. is, every episode we slag off their, their hair, hair and, and their clothes. We're like, uh, Look at your hair. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Just get it. Her cut. Do Enid. something. <laughs> so uh yeah it's well it's it's an enticing image you it is it's quite dramatic mm. and as you say it isn't really very representative of elizabeth's feelings no. though it is quite representative of the other two yes no they both look quite put out mm. and and who can blame them well look. well who can blame Enid anyway Enid, amy is just like a massive arsehole yeah that's true so uh and yet again it's a book that begins by the pool yeah like uh, like so many of them, them recently. Do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Liz is all excited about Amy's arrival. Mm. And, you know, we get the usual twin description. It's yes. Jessica standard time. Uh, and there is quite a good bit when they're comparing the two of them that we hear that uh, Elizabeth liked tailored clothes, eat skirts and sweaters, chinos, polo shirts, clothing she knew would stay in style for years. Okay. Oh, stay in style. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, she's um, Enid is there too, and she's clearly not as excited, strangely enough, yeah. as uh, <laughs> Elizabeth is about the prospect of Amy Sutton, Elizabeth's childhood best friend, yeah. returning to Sweet Valley. And we learn that uh, Amy is uh, is is called last night, and she's not sure when she's actually going to be arriving at Sweet Valley, which seems yeah. a bit strange. Oh yeah, it's all like oh maybe next week, maybe week after. <laughs> yeah, it's all very up in the air. It's like, yes. Okay. And Liz is going on and on about how uh, amazing a- Amy is and how she's vivacious and bouncy. And Jessica's, you make her sound like a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Burns, which I do like Jessica's uh, mean Burns. Yeah. Um, and Jessica isn't thrilled about Amy returning. She never particularly liked her, but she's pleased at the idea of, of uh, Enid being miserable yeah. because she's a massive bitch. <laughs> God, yeah. Apparently, like Jessica, she, you know, Amy was grand. Like she liked her well enough, but yeah. she's not like exactly over the moon that she's coming back. Yeah, they weren't but, like um, kindred spirits. No, or no. Because Amy was kind of a a tomboy. She's, yeah, she was like sporty and stuff. Yeah, she was an outdoorsy type, <laughs> sporty and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> That's a personality trait, don't you know? That's enough. <laughs> 
So uh, Jessica is excited by the fact that Amy's mother is a sportscaster. Yes. And it's like, maybe we'll meet some athletes. And we get a recap of how the girls drifted apart over the years, which mm. is unsurprising. Like, they were living at opposite sides of the country. Yeah. And uh, Jess has her own issues because she's worried about replacing Helen Bradley uh-huh. on the cheerleading squad. There's space on the squad. Yeah. And there's a kind of amazing bit where... Um, some uh, you know, Liz says to her, "Well, you know, they're only Bradley's only moving to LA. You'll be able to see her." And just like, I don't care if I see her or not. I just care about the <laughs> replacing her. Doesn't give a shit. Of course not. <laughs> Loyalty, friendship, no yeah, way. Um, and again, like the last book, she's all like, "Oh God, I'm such a hassle." The last time oh, when we God. tried to get somebody in the squad, she tried to kill herself. Th- that was entirely your fault. <laughs> it was such a hassle for her. Yeah. So we learn, and this is a bit weird that this revelation didn't happen in the last book, that Jess and Kara have been given a column in the Oracle. Yeah. And, like, why was this not mentioned before? It's just sort of sprung in, like, oh, yeah, we've got this column, by the way. Yeah, because... No, but it is. No, oh, I don't know. This is no. This is only going to be the first one, I think, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it's the fact that Jess, um, she tells Liz once it's been arranged, oh, so yeah. Liz didn't know anything about it. Because yeah, I was thinking, weird. like, did I miss something in the last one? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. No, just happens. So the column sounds quite something. Mm. So uh, it's Miss Lovelorn, and. <laughs> It's uh, it's an advice column. Yeah, like a dating advice kind of agony aunt. Yeah, kind of column. <laughs> and just like who better to give advice than me? And there's kind of a great bit where Ina goes, "You've got a point there." Like, Enid Riley, if you haven't been through it, no one has. <laughs> Enid Burn, get in there. <laughs> and um, so I do like that. And we get a, an example of a letter to the. Uh, to to the column and it's all about somebody who's like doesn't have a boyfriend and uh, feels really left out and can't go anywhere and the letter which I think you will all agree is does not reflect the realities of Sweet Valley High (laughs) sorry the the answer um, says quit sulking and starting the asking yourself and if he says no go by yourself and have a good time Miss Lovelorn always has fun when she goes places by herself like anyone in Sweet Valley no is allowed no goes anywhere by themselves no, that they, does not happen they literally <laughs> get dates to go to their friends parties yes. like yeah. this is not how things work in Sweet Valley but uh, anyway they she also has a letter from somebody signing himself Sweet Valley Swinger oh dear yeah. <laughs> who's uh, who's somebody who is like basically playing the field with the ladies yeah and he reckons he's got so many girls fighting over him and he doesn't know what to do yes so they shut him down with some zig some sassy responses and Enid approves and uh, Liz goes into the phone rings Liz goes into answer it, and then Jessica has a nap in front of Enid it's like no need to worry about Enid keeping me awake <laughs> She's such a bitch. So mean. And I mentioned this in our last episode, but like being, Jess being so horrible to Enid all the time must make things really awful for Enid. Like if my friend's sister yeah. acted like that, I wouldn't want to go to the no, house. No, you wouldn't want to be there like and hang out there at all. Yeah. Just this bitch it's being so horrible to you yeah. constantly. And like be really awkward for Elizabeth as well. Like yeah. just grow up, Jess. Stop it. Fucking baby. So, of course, it turns out it was uh, Amy on the phone mm. and she's arriving a week from Sunday. But Enid is a bit taken aback um, because it turns out that they had plans. Oh, this, but yes. 
Yeah. Enid has an aunt, Nancy, who's got a cabin up in the mountains near Lake Tahoe. So they've organised this like skiing weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was supposed to be that weekend now that Amy's arriving. And apparently they've sort of faffed around they've a bit. They've moved so around that, a bit yeah. before. Yeah. And they're really looking forward to it because Nancy's only in her 20s and, you know, she's yeah. really good fun. She's so. a bright, perky redhead with a great sense of humour. Oh, <laughs> of course you have to describe what, what hair colour she has. Obviously. That's how normal <laughs> she, people... Is she even a real person <laughs> if you don't know what colour hair she has? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I describe everybody. Yeah. So uh, Liz is like, oh, could we postpone it? And Enid just, well, okay. And then very nobly says, maybe Amy can come too. And Elizabeth's like, oh, Enid, you're the best. And Enid's like, yeah, I am. But you know, she's understandably not ecstatic as <laughs> yeah. who would be. She's if you're 16 and you're quite b- apprehensive about this whole thing. Yeah. yeah. If you're 16 and your best friend suddenly has this other best friend who's perfect is coming in, you'd feel threatened. You kind of would, yeah. yeah. So at school, when everybody's all talking about Amy's return and mm. Winston says, the woman of my dreams is returning to Sweet Valley. But Lila is disdainful because she remembers Amy as clumsy and toy and tomboyish. Ooh. And Lil- Liz uh, defends her sporty pal. <laughs> and Jess reminds Lila about her cousin, the famous Christopher. Oh, God. He's staying for three weeks and he's amazing. <laughs> he's from Kennebunk Fort in Maine. He's quite simply the world's most fabulous man. Why are you talking about your cousin like that, you weirdo? So strange. It really is. (laughs) And yet again, we're told, as we were in the last book, he doesn't like to be tied down to dates. Oh, God. And she's throwing a party for him. There is a funny bit where Jess is like, another party? (laughs) All right. Whatever. (laughs) Let's do it. And um, it's going to, it's, it's so fancy that it's too fancy for the droids. Oh, my God. They're bringing in a band from L.A. called The Number One. Hmm. This could be worse. It could be called Number Twos. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Should be relieved. So it turns out it's going to be a costume party. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> All the, the, the plans for this party. It's a fact it's celebrating oh, Christopher. It's look, so weird. It's so always, strange. Why are they always throwing parties in people's honour? Like, so, yes. like 17th century monarchs. It's so like, weird. It's incredibly weird. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're told that uh, there's going to be lobster. Yeah. and <laughs> We're going to have really good food. Maybe even a lobster dinner. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then Winston's like, I want to dress up as a lobster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Lila says there'll even be room for tomboys. Mm. And Liz is worried that maybe Amy won't be welcomed back by all the snobby pricks. Mm. Very high. But as it turns out, she didn't worried. No. So Enid's walking home from school and of course you get an obligatory description of how gorgeous Sweet Valley is and it turns out unsurprisingly Enid really is worried about Amy and um, she, of course she doesn't know Amy because she didn't move to Sweet Valley until 8th grade and I always know the, from reading the Ramona books when I was a kid so 8th grade is 7th sev- is seventh class the grades were always a year oh. ahead so 7th oh, class okay. is like 1st year in secondary school for us right I guess yeah because yeah. sixth class is the end of primary school. Seventh class, if okay. it existed, would be... <laughs> yeah, because it's like, it's, it's funny because, you know, in here, interviews of people are like stuff on telly and they're like, and what age were you? And they're like, oh, I was in the eighth grade. And I'm so, like, that means nothing to me. I know. I'm still lost. I know. <laughs> it's when it gets to a certain... It's like when they know when in Britain they're all like year 12. Like, yeah, what yeah. Fuck? Okay, no, I don't, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. I only know the American system because of reading Beverly Cleary's Ramona books when I was a kid and I followed her through every year of school. So it started out as okay. kindergarten and first grade and that's how I knew it. Of course, maybe it's changed. I don't know. Oh, I could knows? be completely wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. 
since she was about 13, I guess. She's um, she's lived in Sweet Valley. And then yeah. we get a, a recap of her wild youth and then her experience with Liz in Crash Landing. Mm. And um, we're told that Enid doesn't mind sharing Liz with Jess, even though she should, because Jess is such a bitch. Yeah. And she should rude. object. Yeah. But anyway, she realises that since, you know, she and Liz have both been single, which would be good for both of them, to be honest, to get them some I know. independence from the reliance on men. <laughs> they spent loads of time together and she's like, maybe it'll do us good to spend a bit more time apart. Very mature of her, I think. It is, yeah. Um, but she, you know, she says that because she knows it's sort of what she should think. But Yeah, she's she, kind of telling herself, this is good. This is what's, you know, yeah. what we need. And uh, But she's kind of trying to convince yeah. herself. Basically, Enid throughout is sensible and has normal reactions. It has yeah. to be said. That's true. You yeah. know, she's never she's unreasonable and any jealousy she feels is entirely justified. Oh, yeah. Given the, the way everyone <laughs> else carries on. So uh, she's a bit worried about what will happen if, if she and Amy don't get on as well as mm. Liz clearly assumes they will. So, <laughs> Jess, meanwhile, is distracted. The column has gone off to the printer and then she's like, it's going to be in the paper on Wednesday, but that's too far ahead for her to think. <laughs> Literally <laughs> says, like, oh, well, I can't think that far. Oh, man. Amazing. And it turns out she's in love. Oh, my God. She's obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Some guy called Jay Maguire. Where did he come from? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. He's never been mentioned before. No, but they uh, they have French together. Yes. And somehow she's managed to get him as her dialogue partner. Ooh. Yes. Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, their, their gaze is mesh over the French verbs. Mm. And yeah, it turns out that uh, he has a, a girlfriend. <gasps> How dare he? And she's a year older. Oh my God. Her name is Denise Hadley. Yeah. So uh, she tells Kara that she needs Miss Lovelorn's advice. <laughs> and it's actually quite funny because Kara's like, oh, God. <laughs> okay, what is it now? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and Jess is all like, She's go- he's going out with an old lady. Oh, God. Kara's like, he's only, a year o- she's yeah. only a year older than him. Just like, She'll have to go to college soon. He needs a junior. So she decides to use her column to send a message to oh, Jay God. and convince him that Denise is wrong for him. And she's she's... Full of excitement. She's using her agony and powers for evil. God, well, is anyone surprised? I mean, yeah. I'm surprised it even took like a week because it wasn't <laughs> straight out of the first one. Very true, actually. <laughs> so it's Saturday morning and Liz wakes up Jess in the Hershey bar to tell her she's going to meet Enid at the beach. Mm. But then Amy rings with some news. Oh, turns she, out she's yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <a> weird. <laughs> like, how were they able to move from Connecticut to... Sweet Valley, like overnight, like how do they get there? Don't they get able to get flights? Yeah, how did all their stuff get like there in lot, time? A lot of organizing and travel to get in, but yeah. I don't know at the last minute. So uh, she she asks Liz if she'll call over, and Liz is like, "Oh, I'm sure I have time to run over to see you before going to the beach." And she runs over and sees Diane Sutton there wearing a white linen suit. Ooh. Very glamorous. The man from Del Monte. Whoa. Says he is. <laughs> Certainly does. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you listen to My Dad Wrote a Porno. Oh, yeah. The podcast. I think oh, the I Duchess. The Duchess. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We're not going to go there. But if you, don't li- if you don't listen to My Dad Wrote a Porno, you should. It is very funny. It makes me laugh until I cry in the street. <laughs> Especially the Duchess, actually. Oh, so amazing. now I'm getting a Duchess vibe Didn't from old... Uh, that. Diana. It was the white linen suit. Yeah. Oh, she's no, adorable. So right, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, she's... She, to Liz, it's like, I barely recognised you. It's like, for fuck's sake, Liz has always been, you know, looks like a blonde, blue-eyed angel. Yeah. yeah. How, if you expect me to believe that she has changed massively in three years... Of course she hasn't. Yeah. No way. <laughs> Amy appears... And very unconvincingly, 
the first thing Liz says to her, imagine saying this to your That's friend. strange. Of Such God. weirdos. Good Lord, Amy, she said, shaking her head. You never told me you got so beautiful. What the fuck? What? What? <laughs> who would, who what? talks to their friends like that? It's so weird. You haven't seen your friend for like, you know, yeah. It's like she wrote her a letter one day saying, oh, by the way, I'm beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> God. So, um, yeah, she invites Amy to come over to their house and stay over. And uh, she meets Mr. Sutton and he's like, boy, have you grown up? Which is like, oh, God, Mr. like that's not. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Mr. Sutton. Yeah. Reel it in. <laughs> Let's leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> so Liz is there chatting with uh, the Suttons and getting, you know, Amy's stuff together to come over and stay in the Wakefields while they're doing all the unpacking. Yeah. And of course. She's thinking, oh, there's something I forgot. Oh, was this thing I was about to be doing? Oh, I was literally on my way out the house to meet my best friend at the beach. Yeah. And she mentions that she's like, oh, no, I forgot about Enid. And Amy doesn't know who Enid is. Like, Mm. I know they've been in only sporadic contact, but you think she'd have mentioned her. It seems unlikely that she has no idea who that is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Liz mentions the ski trip. And as soon as she starts talking, she mentions skiing, Amy starts talking about this boy she met while skiing and you know just starts blathering on oh yeah about this this hunk and uh, they arrive at the Wakefields and um, Liz rings Enid but there's no answer and Liz is like oh fuck is she still at the beach yes of course she's at the beach yeah. she's been waiting for you for like an hour and a half it's so weird because I guess she rings the house there's no answer so she's like okay I guess I've done all I can do. Yeah. Enid will understand. Like, go to the fucking beach. Yeah, find your friend. She says, play. she picks about going to her and says, oh, but it would be unfair to Amy. Just bring her with you. Yeah, you it's fine. Di- Look, you've stood Enid up. She's been yeah. on her own, like 11. Yeah. Enid, like, Amy's here a day early. Like, yeah. Say, She'll survive. Here, hop in the car. We're just going to go to the beach to see Enid. For I was like 10 to meet minutes. Her. I was supposed to meet her like an hour ago. Oh my God. It's, it's so, so strange. Terrible. It's like, just get in the car and go to the beach. This is not a big deal. Ugh. But anyway, she's out of sight, out of my mind. Yeah. Poor old Enid. <laughs> Poor Enid's just left there. <laughs> and later on, and also, she doesn't even try ringing her later. I know. Like, literally, all she do then was just ring again yeah. later on. Just be like, <laughs> explain the situation. But no, she just doesn't bother her arse. No, she just uh, hangs out with Jess and Amy and having a great time reminiscing about olden days and Jess loves the glamorous new Amy. She does. Elizabeth's a bit like... Yeah, Elizabeth was beginning to feel that Amy Sutton was a little boy crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> a little boy crazy. But all her stories are just about various boys. Yeah. So everything she says revolves around some boy who fancied her or she fancied or yeah. had a thing with. So, I mean, it sounds very, very tedious. So Jessica's uh, delighted, of course. <laughs> yes. Oh, she's about a kindred spirit, all right. <laughs> yeah. um, so Liz feels a bit guilty about Enid, as well she might. Say, considering you made no efforts whatsoever to, to get in like, touch with her. Catch up with her and explain the situation yeah so next morning Liz uh, Jess and Amy are still asleep and Liz comes down and tells Alice about what happened and uh, she then tells her that she's you know she's going to bring Enid and Amy together for brunch yes and she rings Enid and is convinced that as soon as Enid meets Amy she'll forgive her why would she would she be like oh yeah this girl is so amazing I just don't really mind I guess that's fine but also like when she's like well apologising not that she really does apologise that much but she's like I feel like a rat about the whole thing I couldn't stop thinking about it all day oh no so good (laughs) (laughs) also it's not true if that was true you'd fucking rag again (laughs) like 
She sounds more like Jess with she these does. crazy apologies. Yeah. Insincere apologies. You have to forgive me. Like, no. What? No, she doesn't. Sh- shut up. Um, and Ina does say, yeah, I was really angry. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, fine. We'll go for brunch. Okay. So they go for brunch. And I'm sure we'll have a description of Amy's mm. outfit later. But it is amazing. It is. And uh, well, yeah, they go to the Pancake House. That's yeah, a new place, isn't it? We yeah. haven't heard of the Pancake House before. Yeah, maybe the Dairy Burger isn't open for brunch. Maybe. <laughs> or the Guido's. Yeah. God. <laughs> so Amy is kind of deranged because she's all like, oh, we might meet a handsome stranger or a movie star. Like, yeah. it sounds, her boy craziness sounds worryingly pathological. It's a bit like, weird, yeah. Take her to her cancer <laughs> find out what the origins of this are. <laughs> so. While they're on the way to meet Gina, Liz tries to tell Amy about it, but she keeps going on about boys. Yeah, she's so easily distracted. She's like, look, pointing out, a, out the window at a blonde boy on a bicycle. <laughs> Isn't he gorgeous, Liz? Like, what? What's going on? She's like a budgie or something. <laughs> Just focus, Amy. She really is easily distracted. Yeah. So they get to the pancake house and she just orders a grapefruit and black coffee. It's like, fucking hell. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Enid feels bad about her, you know, big pancake feast. Yeah, but like Enid's after ordering blueberry pancakes, orange juice and tea. Lovely. That's fine. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. You're in a pancake house. Yeah, get some pancakes. That's they're they're going to be lovely. Yeah, it's brunch. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because yeah, Amy like, gets her grapefruit and coffee and she sounds like an absolute fucking dose, to be honest. Because then she's like, oh, I have to be careful. I hate myself if I weigh a single ounce over 110 pounds. That is like, just so dodge. That's like, so grim. They should not have that. No, they shouldn't have there. that in it. Like, Yeah, I think that's really very irresponsible on behalf of the writers on a serious note. Um, so of course Ian feels bad about her order and then Amy and Liz just sort of take a trip down memory lane and start reminiscing about all these times they like stuffed their faces full of sweets in yeah. the Sutton's house and <laughs> poor Enid understandably feels left out she does but also Enid you know she's not making much of an effort either yeah all that's she does true. is say sounds like you two had a lot of fun Enid said flatly and that's kind of yeah. all she says but like so Amy sounds quite annoying to be honest and yes. Enid just sounds really boring yeah like, that is not true not to be all Jessica about it but yeah. she kind of does <laughs> Like, come on, you can think of something to say other than sounds like you two had a lot of fun because she's about to say it as well later on and then gets cut off or something. It's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Amy is uh, admits like she's well, she admits, I don't think she means it, that she's worried about settling into school. And Edith says, this is a bit, I mean, why would Edith say this? Like, are you worried about schoolwork? Like, why would that be the first thing you would be worried about so in weird. school? Yeah. She's like, oh, 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 no, I don't care about school. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, she, um, she's just worried about finding her social feet, I suppose. Yeah. And like settling in with all the other kids or whatever. She's like, oh, I'm shy. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite right. You're like, no, you're yeah, you not. are <laughs> in your arse. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it turns out that Amy um, and Liz did some sort of school magazine together back when they were kids. Oh, yeah. And... Liz assumes that she's going to want to join the Oracle and Amy's all like, oh yeah, that's where Liz's, ar- co- Jess's column is in it. And it's like, it's where Liz does her eyes and ears column. It's the most important writing of this <laughs> century. <laughs> so, um, I mean, Amy is really annoying and she self-absorbed, is. but she is rude to, you know. Oh no, she absolutely is rude, yeah. And she, she, Edith doesn't like her, but she knows that Liz does so she's she kind of puzzled as well I think because she's like why she's is like this? Amy is a total airhead surely Liz can see that yeah but she's kind of not saying anything because she's like okay I guess Liz likes her so yeah. I guess I have to as well yeah <laughs> and, they, and she is kind of polite to her no she is like, and she knows Amy doesn't like her because Amy's yeah. kind of mean to, you know a bit snide she's to her quite, yeah she is um, of course at school everyone loves Amy she is a hit 
And it turns out that she's surrounded by a crowd of admirers. What are these weirdos? Like, <laughs> so strange. <laughs> Anybody becomes popular, they're literally besieged. Just, yeah, constantly surrounded. By, by fans. By <laughs> <laughs> Such a strange school. Um, they really, really are. And Liz <coughs> is kind of a bit unsettled that Amy and Jess seem to be getting on so well. They are getting on like a house on fire, yeah. And But she's convinced that Amy will be bored by Jess's obsession with trivial things like boys and cheerleaders. Like, has she listened to Amy since Amy came back? Yeah. That's literally all that's she's talked about. All she's talked about. But also, it's kind of shitty because it's like, trivial things, like you're 16. Trivial things are kind of where it's at when you're yeah, 16. I, don't, like, I mean, what serious things do you talk about? <laughs> yeah. Just because they're cheerleading. Yeah. And then Lila is annoyed that Liz didn't tell her that Amy was a knockout. As my notes say, what is wrong with these Why people? Why are they so obsessed with how hot everyone is? Yeah. But Lila's feeling a bit put out. Yeah. As she always is. Her nose is always put out of joint mm-hmm. by any other, any glamorous rival. She it's was like true. that with um, yeah, Regina. But like, she wasn't happy when she thought Amy was going to be a clumsy tomboy and now she's not happy when she's like this hot popular girl. Oh, no, so. that's true. So what do you want, Lila? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love you, Lila, but you are you kind make of a mind bitch. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Enid asks, says rightly, that Aunt Nancy needs to know about their plans because she does need to fix the date. She suggests next weekend. And Liz says, yeah, cool. And it clashes with Lila's party. Mm. But Liz doesn't care. And yeah. Enid's like, well, yeah, I don't really either. Yeah, like Lila is, is always having parties, to be fair. Yeah. And Enid says, because they had mentioned about asking Amy. So oh, Enid, yeah. very nobly, because I wouldn't, yeah. says, uh, well, should we ask Amy? Um, you know, maybe you should ask her. And Liz is like, oh, yes. Um, I'm sure, th- and thinks, I'm sure things will be better with Amy when she's away from these vacuous fools. Like, shut up, Liz. They're like all, like oh. your sister, is it? Yeah. <laughs> You're always defending the rest of the time. Also, pretty much all your friends are vacuous fools. So yeah. get used to it. But um, she acknowledges to herself that Amy and Enid aren't really hitting it off. And then it's in the cafeteria and Olivia is there reading from Miss Lovelorn's column, but she's described as pert and slender. It's a very weird description, isn't it? Pert. And, and also, slender. Olivia is not in any sense like they're pert. Like, mm. she's not sort of cheeky. She's a hippie. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's a hummus eating hippie. Flowy scarves and, and homemade she's dresses. obsessed with whales and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's not pert. <laughs> nah. I don't think this person has read the other books. Mm. Anyway, she's reading aloud from Miss Lovelorn's column, which is a big hit. And there are two letters which have clearly, to, as the reader knows, have been fabricated by <gasps> Jess. Oh my God. Yep. It's from a boy and a girl. And it's like one of them is from a boy whose girlfriend is a year older and one's from a girl whose boyfriend is a year younger. <laughs> she's not exactly subtle, is she? Oh my <laughs> God. She's like the opposite of subtle. Yeah, so these kind of like the fabricated letters are kind of, yeah, the, the, the guy is saying that he's, his older girlfriend is really bossy and, you know, maybe I should be with someone younger. Um, that the gap is the age gap is starting to get to him basically yeah um, like, oh the massive age gap oh god like yeah. nine months or whatever oh, no. it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah how could they bridge it and Denise and Jay are looking pissed off as well they might be because well, everyone's talking about them yeah well that's it like they're they're very unsubtly meant to be from Denise and Jay yeah and everyone thinks this but also the advice that they give is the same they basically just say wise up each time yeah <laughs> each thing it's like dear cradle snatched wise up <laughs> Well, Miss Lovelord, she tells it like it is. She like, sure does. She does not mince words. She really doesn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and in both cases, she gives tough love. She does. Well, love isn't really the right yeah. word either. Because for the other one, she says, dear older, time to wise up. <laughs> like That's pretty much all she tells them to do is wise up. It's not the most complicated say, advice. Yeah, that person is wrong for you. Time yes. to go. 
and everybody seems to take this seriously. Mm. So uh, Liz finds Amy and it turns out that Amy stood her up for lunch. <gasps> mm. But you didn't like that, did you? Nope. Well, she didn't mind because she's a massive doormat yeah. now, apparently. Yeah. And she mentions the ski trip and Amy's like, oh yeah, yeah, fine. And she's running off to cheerleading practice with a, with Kara and Jessica. Oh yeah, is she going to go watch the practice? Or yeah, I was confused by this yeah. at first. It, it, she's going to watch it. Yeah. And um, Liz is like, but I thought we were going to go to the Oracle. And uh, she she is shocked to find out that Amy was on the cheerleading squad in her high school in Connecticut. Yeah. So she feels abandoned. She but, does. But she, she blames does. herself. Yeah, that's the thing. Because you know Amy's being set up as a villain because Elizabeth uh, has decided to improve her attitude and to be kinder, more generous with her friend. Oh my so God. So like, if Elizabeth doesn't feel like she's being kind enough, clearly the other person yeah, is, is the worst the person in the world. <laughs> Anyone who makes a Wakefield feel bad yeah. is a villain. It's true. So, um, she it's Monday morning and Jessica is happy about her prospects with Jay. She's convinced that he's going to be hers in time for the in time for Lila's massive bash in honour of Christopher the Hunk oh yeah because this is the end goal isn't it to get him to take her to the party yeah exactly because god forbid she'd not have a date for it no and it has to be him because she is apparently even though he's never been mentioned before they didn't even set this up in the last book no. which is a bit lazy he's completely out of nowhere yeah she's in love with him like yeah. we're told that she is literally <laughs> in love with him yeah. Um. And obsessed. Well, she's clearly obsessed. <laughs> but she seems to have genuine emotional feelings in a way that she has never been described as having for anybody before, which seems very implausible that it suddenly popped up between the last book. Yeah, no, none of this checks like out. Like two days ago. <laughs> um. So, yeah, she, Liz accuses her of using her column for evil, but Jessica doesn't care. And then Liz tells her, tells Jessica that she herself is not going to the party because she's going to Lake Tahoe. Oh yes, on the ski trip. Yeah. yeah. And Jessica's just like, what? I cannot believe Amy's going. It's like, if you think Amy is going to go, Liz, you are, you have yeah. not been looking at You've the same You've not been girl. paying attention. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> true. Um, and she mentions, Jess mentions the cheer auditions and somehow Liz is amazed again yeah. to hear that Amy's going for it. She was literally on the squad she in her old school. She literally just told you she was a cheerleader in her old school. This is not a surprise. But like Elizabeth, yeah. when she hears that, she's like, Elizabeth tightened her grip on the wheels. Like, <laughs> fucking chill out, will you? Jesus. Calm down. How is this surprising? <laughs> yeah, it's like literally the opposite of surprising. Yeah. So, um, She's upset that maybe, you know, she and Amy are drifted apart. Yeah, think. Oh, fuck's sake. And but she, she, sorry, she also just thinks about how they used to spend hours talking about the future and how Elizabeth uh, would talk about how she wants to be a writer and Amy had listened attentively. Oh! So now it's like, oh, because Amy's not sitting around <gasps> listening attentively to oh you anymore. God, this is so <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Sounds like somebody misses having another so, Enid. This is it. Amy's a bad person because she doesn't just sit around listening to Elizabeth talk yeah. about being a fucking writer. In fact, she's a bad person because she's a mean bitch well no that's true but yes but in this case <laughs> but in this case that's not what Liz is objecting to so she decides as a loyal pal she's going to watch the tryouts and Enid uh, even though she'd arranged to go to I don't, it's probably called the fucking ski shop in fact I think it is it is called the ski shop <laughs> yes correct <laughs> oh my god yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's so it's very even... Sweet Valley can sustain a job <laughs> dedicated to skiing in a town where it never rains and there's no snow and it's always sunny and warm <laughs> and it's all that near the mountains. No. Uh, yeah. And also, because bear in mind they have the sports shop. They do. But there's also the tennis They're shop. Absolutely. <laughs> so, 
I just did a big snort. They're running out of, out of sports <laughs> to have in the sports shop. They're just giving them all these sub shops. Yeah. No. <laughs> the, the ski shop anyway, that's their outing for the day to get new ski gloves yeah. and Enid is understandably oh yeah and apparently they have a half day like is there a half day just to watch the oh, I wouldn't be surprised probably like yeah. I mean we've, we've said enough about the standards of education in the school <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah Enid is not pleased um, to find out that that's what Liz is doing the half day instead of coming with her on their little yeah. fun ski shop trip gloves. yeah um so, uh, and she likes Amy even less now and thinks that she's just using Liz, which is kind of true. Mm. Um, but she she won't doesn't say anything about this to Liz and says, okay, yeah, that's what you want. Um, yeah, she's kind of just going along with everything. Just She doesn't want to hurt Liz's feelings. And doesn't want to be the bitch who points no. out that Liz's friend yeah, is exactly. a manipulative bitch. <laughs> so, which she is. <laughs> so Liz says, oh, we'll go shopping after the, the auditions. And yeah. of course, Amy gets into the squad and I bet everybody else who was auditioning hates her guts. <laughs> they have been waiting for this slot to oh come free. Oh my God. They've been biding their time yeah. working on their cheers and this bitch just swoops in out of yeah. nowhere. I get oh, it. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised nobody's like sabotaged Wow, her, I'm raging know. for them. So am I. Someone yeah. should put some soap on the stairs yeah, or something. Yeah, some like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Someone's going down a flight of stairs. Oh, I would. Well, actually, in later books, there is a cheerleading. There is a cheerleading war of some yeah, sort. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, we get a little, little taster of the next book because mm. we meet Jean and Sandy Bacon, <laughs> your favourite name. <laughs> Good old crispy bacon. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Uh, it's Jean West and Sandra Bacon yeah. and uh, they are both in the squad and they're happy the audition is over and we can't uh, this is I kind of like this we get a little reminder that San- Sandra who who feels very inadequate next mm. to her perfect friend Jean she remembers that um, she fell during her audition and she really still can't doesn't really understand how she got in oh my god yeah and then of course the reason that she got in was because they were so determined to keep Annie out that Jessica they gave was a psychopath yeah. yeah they gave her the place on the squad even though she, she fell. messed up the routine yeah. Yeah. yeah which you know made Annie realise that it was a personal thing at her yeah. because they let in somebody who messed up <laughs> so um, Ricky says makes some joke about them being like a duo or yeah. something And but we we learn that Sandra fears that he thinks that she's just Jean's little shadow mm. and she's always feels kind of a bit inadequate nothing to do with Jean in fairness no this is all just in her head like yeah, yeah. she feels that she's sort of the the loser friend and the one thing that she has that Jean doesn't is being a member of Pi Beta Alpha yeah. and pledges are coming up soon and Sandra knows that she should nominate Jean and she hates to admit to herself that she you know and she certainly won't admit to anyone else that she doesn't want Jean to join yeah cause, and Jean is, is all like a game on for getting in here she's oh, she like can't she's wait. dying to join the sorority for some reason <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so Sandra's kind of like fuck everyone's going to expect me to nominate her and I kind of don't want to but I can't really explain why yeah. <laughs> and it's actually the whole I mean that's obviously the whole point of the next book but it is quite convincing mm. you know it's like this yeah, is sort of she this feels insecurity and yeah, the, yeah. She's the, you know she feels that this is her only thing that she has that her friend doesn't yeah. she's got her friend seems to be so perfect and she feels she knows she's wrong yeah. to feel it, but she can't help it. So that's a little taster for... Yeah, book. it just kind of sets up the kind of dynamic. dynamic 
in a way that they didn't with the whole Jay Maguire no. thing in the, la- <laughs> in the last little, book. Not even a little bit. No, not at all. <laughs> so Liz congratulates Amy on getting into the team and asks her, you know, oh, should, should I get you some, ski- I'm going to the ski shop, should I get you some ski gloves? And Amy's distracted and is like, oh, yeah, okay. And for the first time, Liz wonders if the weekend will actually be fun. Uh-huh. No shit, Liz. Like, yeah. maybe it won't be. Mm. So... At the shop, Liz and Enid are amused themselves by some middle-aged folk <laughs> carrying some ski packages. Yeah, they're just standing there laughing at them. Yeah, they're pretty mean. They're quite rude. Yeah, they're it's like, rude. Oh, I hope like, you don't end up in the same resort as them. Mm. Oh, they're pretty crash into us. Ha, ha, ha. Shut up. <laughs> and Liz admits to herself that she wishes it was just going to be her and Enid and Nancy at this weekend because yeah. the Amy stuff is stressful. Um, but she assuages her guilt by buying some expensive gloves for mm. Amy. And Liz uh, suggests going to the Dairy Burger and Enid's like, oh, okay, that sounds good. But then when uh, she hears that Amy is going to be there, she's like, ah, no, you're grand. Yeah. And oh, yeah, that's mm, quite realistic as well, mm, isn't it? It's like, oh, are you going? Yeah, okay, who else is going? Uh, yeah, oh, I, I can't. Actually, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's expecting me. Bye. Yeah, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> so Liz has been uneasy. And then she turns up with a dairy burger. And, oh my God, Amy's so terrible. She's such a wagon. She's oh my God. Fucking awful. So she, um, she's all impatient. She's like, oh, where were you? She's, well, we're we meeting here. And Amy says, no, I've got to go home because Johnny, one of her many bows, yeah. is calling her at 5.30 and Liz is understandably a bit pissed off. Like if I thought I was meeting my friend for bur- yeah. like a milkshake and then they're like, I've got to go back to my house. Yeah, give me a spin home. Like, what? 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 (laughs) Yeah, like, give me a lift. Like, it's literally... No, she just demands a lift home from Liz, like, as soon as she turns up. It's quite bad. And Amy's like, oh, we can chat at home. But then it turns out that when they go home to Amy's house, it's literally just Amy talking about cheerleading and putting makeup on Liz (laughs) in a sort of... In an act of vandalism. (laughs) Because the Wakefields don't need makeup. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Especially, this is... This is how it's described. Red lips, bright pink cheeks, <laughs> lashes so thick and dark, they looked fake. Oh my God. It's kind of a bit dragtastic. It does, it does a bit, yes. But I, with those peaches and cream complexions. Oh, how strike. dare she go near her with makeup? <laughs> I'm just imagining a sort of makeover, makeover. No, my God. Yeah. Scene from Glow. <laughs> yes. Please, if you have not seen Glow on Netflix, watch it. It oh, is amazing. And so even good. just look for the makeover song on YouTube. Great. It's incredible. And this is how I visualise mm. Liz going full Melrose. Absolutely. You can Total see it. montage, yeah. Yeah, she can pull it off if she, if she had the glittering leotard as well. <laughs> So, understandably, Liz is not enjoying this. And then the phone call from Johnny arrives and Liz is left in the room and just thinking like, you know, all the photos are of Amy with boys and... her room is full of footprints. And it's like, Liz, come on, there's nothing wrong with fashion magazines. Like, stop acting like she's, it's the equivalent she's of... She's quite judgy, even though, like, Amy is a pain in the hole. Yeah. But Liz is still kind of being judgy about this. Yeah. I mean, when I was 17, I used to buy fashion magazines and mm. I was also, you know, very passionate little baby white girl feminist. Absolutely, so yeah. I had interest, I had more than one interest, yeah. Liz. I know yeah. you're not allowed. <laughs> um, so she gives the gloves to Amy when Amy finally gets off the phone from yeah. Johnny. And then for the first time, Amy seems to realise the ski trip is this weekend. And she's like, oh, but that's the party. Yeah. And Liz finally gets angry and says, for fuck's sake, we've cancelled <laughs> this because of you. And you knew it was this weekend. She kept yeah, saying it. I know. Amy just, Amy doesn't, clearly doesn't give a shit about this ski weekend. She's just like, no. yeah, yeah, whatever, every time Liz yeah. mentions it. And then she gets all tearful. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I can't miss Lana's party. I didn't realise what a doll she is. Oh, God. 
She's very manipulative. Yeah, it's awful. And Lila is many things, but a doll. She ain't. (laughs) (laughs) She really ain't. (laughs) So she begs Liz to postpone the weekend. And this is the thing where she's so controlling because she doesn't just go, I don't want to go. Yeah, just go without me. No, yeah. she's like, can we move it again? And, yeah. Oh, I really want to go. And like, like, no, you don't. And it's like <laughs> dicking Edith's aunt around. Yeah, it really is. Um, I can't believe Edith's aunt puts up with this. Yeah. Anyway. Also, Amy keeps shrieking because she was shrieking, I think, when she was on the phone. And then when Liz is like, yeah, okay, we'll move it again. Thank you, Amy. Shrieked dramatically. Ugh. She just keeps shrieking. Calm down, Amy. Stop. But she's so annoying. <laughs> So later on, Jess is working on you know yet another unprofessional response to her Miss Lovelorn column. Oh God! Yeah, she's basically just using it now to try and break up Denise and Jay. Like that's her only mission. She's a disgrace. (laughs) And Liz confesses her woes about Amy, and Jess defends Amy, of course, and says that Edith is just being cruel and jealous, which is bollocks because Edith really hasn't done anything uh, yeah but like Jessica was never going to take, take Edith's oh, no, side he hates either her. like I mean I don't know why Liz thinks she can be at all objectionable here yeah like, Liz Jessica is literally thinking like um, things like she wasn't going to sit by and watch her very own twin do something as stupid as risk angering the glamorous and exciting Amy Sutton for someone as dull and dependable as Edith <laughs> oh, she has Amy now Jessica reminded herself <laughs> she doesn't need Edith Rollins anymore <laughs> Oh man! Down, Jess. Pepper, yeah. So why is she like? Imagine I can't believe that Jessica is fearing the wrath of, of Amy. Amy. Like, yeah. don't risk anger. Don't <laughs> anger. <laughs> like, she's gonna go in a killing spree so if they enrage her. Oh, so like, you're Jessica Wakefield. Like, have a bit more self-respect. Yeah, everyone's afraid of you. Face <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. it. <laughs> so. At lunch at school, Liz asks Edith to postpone and Liz says, look, why let's just forget about Amy. She clearly doesn't want to go. Why don't just the two of us go? Yeah. And she doesn't do it in a mean way. No, she doesn't. Like, And Liz insanely feels that Amy will be hurt. As my notes say, she doesn't give a shit, Liz. She really doesn't. Like, yeah, I literally as well. Amy clearly doesn't give a fuck about the ski trip. Just go. Like. Yes. Oh, my Lord. Edith is like, okay, fine. One more time. But oh, like that's yeah. it, and also I hope Amy's worth it. And this is all like, oh, those are very nice. <laughs> but it's true, and she isn't. She's not wrong. So meanwhile, Jess is up chatting up Jay McGuire, who <laughs> spills his relationship rose and admits that it was her her colleague that split them up. It's like, can't you see through her, Jay? Oh come on! Like it's so obvious. Like everyone knows that it's her colleague. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. that's not a secret. And like, particularly the fact that he knows he didn't write that letter. Yeah. But this letter mysteriously appeared. <laughs> Would he not be like, come here, what's the story with that letter? Like, yeah, why was it made to sound like it was from me? <laughs> and the other one was made to sound like it was from Denise. Yeah. Um, you know, and you've just asked me out. Yeah. But anyway, he's he's not the brightest <laughs> penny in the fountain. No. So Jess asks him out, yes. And he says, yes. And she's determined she'll convince him to be her date. So, because she just asks him out for Friday, and it's like that's going to go well. Get him for the yeah, next night. Get him for the following night. And yeah. we learn that her plan is to dress up as Cleopatra. <laughs> it's so good. It it's is so good. good. <laughs> oh, there is a good costumes. Oh, they really are. Oh, yes, Lord. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm very excited already. So, um, so Liz finds Amy all busy. Uh, and excited about you know her plans to get into Pi Beta Alpha. Yeah. But of course she stood Liz up for lunch. 
And oh, again, yeah. Yeah, and so she's distracted because she's in love. And Liz is like, oh, is it Johnny? She said, no, yeah. it's Christopher. Oh, for fuck's sake. She's absolutely unhinged. She's as demented as Jessica doing this thing where you're like, I've fallen in love because I've seen oh, a photo of him. Yeah, because who else? <laughs> she fell in love with somebody who she'd never seen. Was yeah. it Nicholas? It yeah, was Nicholas. It was, yeah. No. She, hadn't even, she hadn't even seen a she picture. She hadn't even seen a picture. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's in love with Jess, with Christopher and let's just say she's demented. Yeah. And Saturday is going to be, quote, the happiest night of my life. Oh my God. Sweet Jesus. So weird. So Jess goes on a date with Jay and mm. he just, like they go to the Box Tree Cafe in the cinema and he just sounds totally miserable. Oh God, <laughs> he really is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Poor old Jay. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, okay, yeah, we'll go. Jessica's just rubbing herself off him at every opportunity. Oh, she seriously like. is. She's practically dry humping his leg. Going all out. And yeah. she wants to go to Miller's Point and he's like, uh, no, let's go. I don't know. I'm not yeah, really. Like, let's go to the beach disco. Yeah, yeah. And then she jumps on him. Pretty much, yeah. And he literally recoils. <laughs> How dare he? You don't reject Jessica Wakefield. And then she uses her usual tactic of just lying about someone cheating and says, oh, you know that Denise is seeing somebody else. Yeah, this is really bad. And then kind of realistically, he's like, oh, is she? Okay. And then he gets off with her. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, it's so shitty of Jessica. Like, whatever about using the column to like break people up? Kind oh, no, she's of indirectly She's literally just lying to his face now yeah. He's saying Oh she's cheating on you Didn't so you know So why not Yeah Oh and she's such a little bitch And he goes for it Yeah um, So Speaking of lies and cheating Liz is home alone Because Amy stood her up again oh, Amy is a man. terrible friend She's very bad she, she literally stands her up Every single time she meets yeah. her Unless she wants something like a lift Yeah and apparently it had been her idea, surprisingly enough, to go for to an old movie mm. that night. But she just wasn't in touch at all. And Liz finally acknowledges that Amy is a selfish flake and that she, as in Liz, has not been fair to Enid. And she yeah. brings Enid to Enid's out. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, because Mrs. Rollins is like, oh, she's gone out with a whole bunch of kids. I'm not sure where. Funny, I assumed you'd be with them. It's like, <laughs> screw you, Liz. <laughs> that is literally my reaction. Enid's out having fun without you. Good. And then Amy finally turns up. She has some absolute bullshit story that's clearly a lie. Yeah. About her mom was having a dinner party. And yeah. Liz is like, well, then why didn't she answer when I called? Yeah. And oh, it's, yeah, it's nonsense. She's like, oh, and then the car wouldn't start. And, and it's all just one excuse after another. And, and Liz buys it. Like, oh, even though she must know it's not true. Yeah. So uh, Jess later comes home looking quite <laughs> disheveled. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy dishevelled. Oh, she certainly <laughs> is sexy dishevelled. Um, yeah, she's she's had quite the night with mm. Jay, and uh, she's um, her only niggle is that she's oh yeah she's got him for a date the next oh, yeah. day. Yeah. But her only niggle is that she got some letters from Ms. Lovelorn that were clearly from the real Denise and <gasps> Jay from them this time, and she's got to destroy them before they you know. Before somebody else, yeah, because the letters are basically sees them or one of the editorial exactly, team see yeah, them before they end up getting near the paper. Yeah, because the letters are basically saying how miserable they are without the other. Yeah, and she realizes she forgot to bring them home, so she's going to have to get in before you know any of the staff see them in the morning. Yeah, at school on get Monday, in early on Monday. Yeah, and uh, destroy them. So the party is is there, mm. uh, or the party ta- night is there, party and time. Liz has dressed as a skier. <laughs> It's like a homage to Enid, but surely it must be boiling hot. I know. And like 
it's you know even at the best of times a ski clothes would be hot indoors let alone in California in the eternal also, summer it's such a shit costume it is shit especially <laughs> some of the rest so of the amazing outfits <laughs> so um, they were going to travel together and then Amy asked for a lift and the other Fiat Spider is a two-seater so you actually oh, couldn't yeah. fit anybody else and instead of Liz just saying to Amy oh sorry um, yeah. there's no room yeah she go, She just says she she Enid. <laughs> yeah well Enid says she doesn't want she'll yeah there's Enid says there won't be any room I'm, yeah I'll find my own way there okay so Amy arrives and she's dressed as a ballerina ah. and the party is as my notes say just Completely insane. Oh, completely, yes. There's... Uh, Lila found ways to outdo herself with each <laughs> new party, but this time really seemed to be the ultimate. Lighted candles floated in glass bubbles in the large swimming room, so the water seemed to glow like a sheet of moonlight. Wow. The rich scent of flowers laced the air. A long table covered in a snowy white tablecloth was heaped at one end with brownies, cookies and cakes of every variety. Sodas and rolled drinks were at the other end. And then an raised dais. The number ones were setting... Number one, sorry, not the number ones. <laughs> <laughs> we're setting up their instruments. How... I'm surprised they don't have savoury foods. They've normally got... Oh, They've normally yeah. got cheese. Where's the lobster, Lila? Yeah. It's <laughs> a lobster dinner. Fucking hell. So it does sound amazing, though. It's very... Yeah, it's a lot. Yes. Everybody's dressed up. And the best thing is... Is that Lila? Oh, my God. Has <laughs> come. It's the Princess of Wales! Amazing! Oh, I'm literally <laughs> clapping my thighs. I love it so much. Oh, my lord. Oh, Lila. And we have compared quite a few cover do's to... There's been some Lady Dye hair. There really has. Yeah. Shy Dye has been... <laughs> has lived again in the, oh. in the covers of Super Valley High. Very true. But nobody recognises her. Oh, God, yeah. No one knows who she is. Gas. Also, like, has she got a wig? I don't know. Because Lila has long but flowing brown this locks. Is the thing. This is what kills me. They don't actually give us any details. At oh, all. It I just know. Says, it just says Lila, who had come as the Princess of Wales, didn't look half as good as what? Jessica, apparently. Mm. But, like, tell me more. <laughs> I know. I feel there isn't any detail. There isn't even a detail about whether she's wearing a wig or not, which seems very unfair. Um, so it turns out that uh, Enid has come as a skier too. Uh, oh, they're both boring as each other. They're both bond. <laughs> and then Christopher is introduced, and it's completely mental. It's like, burp, 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 burp. oh yeah, like Lila literally makes an announcement, gets up on yeah. the stage, and is like, "Here's my cousin Christopher." What giant so weird. weirdos! And then there's a genuinely brilliant moment where he's like uh, looking over at Enid as soon as he's introduced. Um, uh, he just goes, oh, there's someone I've got to say hello to first and yeah. goes over and it's Enid and he's like, Enid Wallens, don't tell me you've already forgotten me. I thought it was the best sailing instructor ever to hit Camp Bunk Fort. And it turns out that they were at the same summer camp. They, yeah, they were at like a sailing camp a year before or something yeah. and they actually got on really well and they know each other from before so it's yeah. like, oh, okay, this is nice. And he does seem really nice. He does. Yeah, he does because he's been built up as such a fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> like this weird aristocrat who doesn't deal with numbers and dates. But the best thing is but He's actually quite that, normal. Apparently <laughs> the reason that he kept going off to like he, he went he was meant to arrive then he was off in LA yeah. was that he he was trying to get away from Lila oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's just too much yeah he literally says she was a bit much <laughs> so it is amazing um, and uh, so they're getting on really well and then Jessica's in the bathroom and Amy touching up her her glamorous makeup Ooh. when Amy and Lila appear they're enraged because oh Enid God. they are furious <laughs> Enid is daring to talk to Christopher oh and attracted his attention they're like she's no competition for Amy 
And then meanwhile, outside, Jay is pissed off and he's leaving because Denise is there with oh, the Denise older. Denise has turned up with someone else. Yeah. yeah. Who he's clear, she's clearly just found to um, just make him jealous. Oh, yeah. Because he's going out with Jessica. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Edith's having such a good time with Chris. She can't believe he's Lila's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, basically, yeah, no, she is, you know. Like she's Lila. Yeah, yeah, that will happen. <laughs> and then Amy asks him to dance, and he's, you know, she's very insistent, and he's like, oh, okay, and is sort of apologetic to Enid. And yeah. as soon as the, they finish the song, oh, he's right back. He's yeah. just like, yep, got that over with. <laughs> but Amy, the sad sack, <laughs> literally just follows him around all night. Oh, like she God. has no, she is not cool in no, any not sense. Not at all. Because like, she, yeah, she, yeah, Amy followed her and Chris everywhere, interrupting their conversation. Oh my God. Begging Chris to take her on a tour of the grounds, pleading for another dance, coming up with excuses to separate Enid and him at every turn. Like, Amy, have a bit of fucking dignity. How would oh anyone at the party think, oh yeah, she's, that she, new girl's cool. She's this really cool new girl. It's yeah. like, she has no self-respect. <laughs> oh my God, what is happening? Oh, it's pathetic. <laughs> She's just following him around, badgering him all night. And then at one stage, he goes to get some food for Enid. Yeah. And then she's like, you stay away from him. And you I'll make sure you never talk to him or Liz again yeah. after tonight. Oh, you really see Amy's true colours and she's, she's actually a horrible bitch. Oh, like, she's awful. Yeah. She's threatening him. Yeah. And then and Liz is just a sap as well. So Liz offers his off, offers Enid a lift and... um, it turns out, of course, Chris is giving one, is giving mm. her one, and she admits she really likes him. Yeah. And then Amy appears and sort of drags Liz off and is like, "Oh, actually, uh, Chris is taking me home." And Enid or Liz says, "But you have a lift." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, I said I didn't." Ha. <laughs> yeah. She. Yeah. She's kind of. So even Liz is starting to see now. Okay, this this bitch is. <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> kind of terrible, <laughs> and also you just did that because you knew he was ta- he was giving yeah, Enid to lift, Enid home, and yeah. Amy basically explodes and says like it's a bore, and then she runs away crying, Ugh. like the crying. I mean, really, oh, stop it. At least you're being a bitch of the courage of your convictions. I know, so yeah. like crying and running away. Yeah, just you're you're not only horrible, you're horrible and a coward. Yeah, but she does it then, and like you know, runs into Chris, who then takes her away because she's all obsessed. So Enid's like, oh, for fuck's sake! And then yeah. she, Enid's mad at Liz, and at every, last, everyone's yeah. mad at everyone. I just said, why were you going along with her? Why didn't yeah. you tell Chris there that? Yeah, but we know. also find out as well that Amy has actually been threatening Enid this whole time yeah though, we just that is know. weird that we didn't we see, didn't see that. that yeah I think they could have put in because I kept thinking if I missed something yeah, there yeah because it seems like we've missed it but it just it's more like Enid just hasn't said anything to Liz and yeah. this has been going on but we didn't know at the time because yeah when Amy kind of rounds on her and starts giving out to, to Enid you know about whatever that she mm. won't ever talk to Liz again um, yeah yeah uh, where is it? Oh yeah, this wasn't the first time Amy Sutton had threatened her, but yeah. Enid had sworn to keep quiet at all costs. I th- it is weird that they didn't show that. So it's like it's been an ongoing kind of thing that we yeah. just didn't know about. But why don't yeah. we know? I mean, I think they should have just have one thing. Of yeah, Enid they could have just thrown in a threatened. little side thing. Yeah, yeah, or Amy being like, "Stay away from her, or else." Yeah, but no, they didn't bother for some reason. Maybe they did, but and it was edited out. Maybe, no, no, just maybe. So uh, Edith's got Edith leaves, and Liz is feeling sorry for herself and meets Jess who was also feeling sorry for herself. <laughs> yeah, Jessica's oh, yeah. all upset because Jay's after storming off. So yeah. Elizabeth turned and looked at her twin who looked like the saddest Cleopatra imaginable. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great image. I know, you can see it. <laughs> so uh, they go home and they're both feeling really miserable. Yeah. And the next morning Liz rings Enid and Liz is just like, or Enid is like, look, do you know what? Maybe we just need to not see each other Let's for a few just days. Some time. Like, yeah. This is all a bit much. And Liz wings Amy, and Amy's off the beach with the Jess and Lila. Yeah. And this is sort of finally for Liz, like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so she talks to Alice and basically tells her everything and admits that Amy and Enid never really got along. And Alice points out that Amy is really manipulative and yes. that Enid was probably trying to be tactful about it. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, you know, Enid may have had reasons to be wary of Yeah, Amy. Alice is doing some good parenting here. For once. For once. <laughs> it's quite, quite a turn up. So Liz accepts all of this and yeah. she drives to Enid and apologises. Mm. And they make up. They do. Yeah, it's quite nice. Yeah. It is nice, yeah. And it turns out that like Enid, um, Enid got a call from Chris that morning and he apologised for, you know, for Amy's yeah. behaviour and how annoying she was. Yeah. Yeah, he actually says Amy was being a complete pain all the way home and he couldn't wait to get rid of her. So, <laughs> so he's taking Enid for dinner that night. Like, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it is nice. <laughs> and then she says, look, can we go to Tahoe next weekend? And noble Enid even suggests giving Amy another chance. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know why she does. No, it's like, I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't have had her alone in the first place. <laughs> yeah. But Liz is happy to have her pal back. And yeah. Liz should just say to her, I'm not asking her. No, She's, yeah. Why should she? Like, <laughs> like Jesus, she literally threatened you. Yeah. She shouldn't be anywhere near us. So, um... Jess is in the Oracle office looking for the letters oh, and it yeah. turned out that <laughs> turned out that Giancarlo didn't bother the Morris to file any copy that week. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So Liz answered the letters and otherwise the column would have been completely ditched yes, forever. Yeah. So Liz realises what that Liz, that Liz has answered or sorry, Jess realises that Liz has answered those Liz letters. Just picked up the letters, threw off an answer for them and yeah, sent it off to print. And it's gonna bring Jess or Jay and, and Denise, Denise back together. Yes. So she's enraged. <laughs> And Liz finishes her eyes and ears column and puts in a little line about a handsome prince meeting a skier at a party. Oh, oh. Yeah. That's the caliber of amazing writing. Wow. This Hemingway of the, the late so 80s. Yes. <laughs> so she finds Amy and asks her about, asks her again about, right, do you want to go to the cabin next week? And Amy's like, just the two of us? For oh, fuck's sake. No, like, obviously no, not. It's Edith's aunt's <laughs> cabin, you yes. absolute tool. For <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> So she disses Edith again and Liz is just like, okay, but I try my best. Yeah, oh God. This is it. <laughs> and she's not mad at Amy. She's just disappointed. I've yeah. been mad at her. Yeah, me too. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> so Cara, this is kind of great. Cara's kind of gleeful about Jess's misery about <laughs> Jay and Denise. <laughs> yeah. And because Jess can only find pleasure in the misery of others, she's looking around and looks at the prospective Pi Beta Alpha pleasure, pledges wonders why hasn't Jean West been nominated before Ooh. and Kara's like well Sandra's gonna do it like yeah because that's a restaurant and uh, we cut to Jean and Sandra mm. we learn Jesus Christ the messages in these books oh, are just yeah like they're just indescribable really like we learn that uh, um, Jean is eating a sandwich and Sandra's just having yogurt. She wished she could eat a sandwich, but she had been gaining weight lately. And unless she starved for the next three weeks, she would burst the seams on her new cheerleading uniform. Like, by the way, this is never addressed. No, this is just a throwaway. Like, this is what it's like. Yeah. Poor fat Sandra. Fuck's sake. Oh my god! I don't know. Yeah, is it meant to just be another kind of her feeling inadequate beside Jean yeah. type of thing? But I it's th- just like really lads. Don't on. put in this stuff. Yeah. The stuff that's going to be read by twelve-year-olds. Yeah. So we learn again that Sandra's just jealous of. It's not even jealous. She just feels kind of crap in comparison. Yeah. Um, yeah. She just feels overshadowed by Jean. Yeah, and she knows that it's nearly Pi Beta Alpha mm. season, and. Uh, Sandra knew she was either going to have to put her friend up for membership or risk losing Jeannie forever. Oh my God. And the strange thing was, she still didn't know what she was going to do. Oh my God. So can you read the final tagline? Okay. 
Will Sandra nominate Jean for Pi Beta Alpha? And can their friendship last if she doesn't? <gasps> Find out in Sweet Valley High number 30. Jealous lies. <gasps> so many jealous lies. Wow. It's a lot. It really was. And so was Bitter Rivals. Mm. Another. Th- it's all books about jealousy and rivalry. Yeah. And uh, this true. pair. They're quite similar in many ways. They are a bit, yeah. Mm. Feelings feelings of inadequacy and yes. what have you. Yeah. Well, that is the Sweet Valley way. You I mean, that's it how is. they define themselves. <laughs> how they roll. <laughs> so do you have any uh, adequate stats? <laughs> um, yes. Okay. So the Wakefield blondness gets mm. mentioned four times. Okay, average, average. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the blue green eyes got ten mentions. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it when it's over average. We are back to it. Yes, that's more like it. Uh, people bite their lip sixteen times. Holy shit! That is too much. That is a lot. Way too many lips much. left. Yeah. No, it's bad. You do that okay. thing where you bite your lip and then we, you, suddenly it swells up. Yeah, and you're like, that's just walking around with a big giant bottom lip the whole time. Mm. Um, outfits we've got lots of oh. outfits it's a good one uh, okay so when um, Amy and Enid were introduced to each other at the pancake house Amy uh, dressed uh, she looked so glamorous in a black jumpsuit yes. and boots which even Jessica had to admit were ahead of fashion oh wow <laughs> even Jessica thinks so that even Jessica no it's good yeah so she's very flashy. Um, then we're on to... Then a lot of it actually is just the fancy dress stuff. Um, so Jessica's Cleopatra costume. It's just... Oh my God. Phenomenal. It's incredible. Okay, so she was... So the, yeah, they kind of describe what she's going to wear, which yes. is then what she does wear. So it's kind of in... Yeah, this is what she's going to do. She was going to wear a white sheet wound around her to make a long skirt mm. and a gold bandeau top that <gasps> revealed her tan midriff and shoulders. With dark eye makeup and some exotic jewellery, oh. Jessica knew she would look absolutely stunning. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right she will. Uh, and then on the night of the party, they mentioned oh that Lord. she's got glitter on her shoulders yes, as well. She just went better. all out. But what I particularly love about that costume is that there's absolutely no mention of her doing anything with her hair. Yeah, like the Cleopatra the hair. It's yes. like nah, the most just, iconic part of Cleopatra's no, like, look. <laughs> Jessica Wakefield does not mess with the blonde <laughs> hair. It's like she will pull off Cleopatra costume without bothering to do her hair no. because that's just how she goes. Yeah, and everyone will know it's her. <laughs> They'll just know she's being Cleopatra. She doesn't even have like you know heavy eyeliner. Yeah, just what well, does say dark eye makeup? Oh, it does. Um, yeah, sorry. They do mention yeah. the whole kind of around yeah. her eyes later on, but just the hair just cracks me up. Oh my god, the thought! <laughs> just what do you mean wear a wig? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just thinking over there wearing like a little gold, was it gold bandeau? Yeah, top and a sheet, sheet. and glitter. Oh, she's amazing. Oh, yeah. She sure is. Um, okay, so then Liz in her boring skier outfit. She was wearing tight-fitting navy blue ski pants and a brightly striped turtleneck mm. with a pair of sunglasses pushed back high on her head and then just like carried around the ski gloves that she'd bought. Very in the ski uncomfortable. Shop. Like you'd be absolutely melting and also that's really boring. It's so boring. And the turtleneck. Turtleneck. How many layers? And a big fluffy ski suit. Yeah, I don't know what she's Boiled, yeah. Ridiculous. Um, Amy has oh yeah she was dressed as a ballerina so mm. she was wearing a sparkling white tutu flecked with glitter white tights satin toe shoes and a tiara by the way we're never told that she is like a serious ballerina like ballet no. dancer and oh, tutus no. are really expensive oh, yeah and well, like yeah. she has you know stage like, a, like, a like bolshoi quality yeah Jesus maybe outfits yeah her hair is all curled and everything as well so she's all Sparkly and tiara. That does sound amazing. Uh, then, okay, what Though else? Toe sh- those block shoes are very c- uncomfortable to walk in. It's just normally so. they're a bit weird shaped. Yeah. They're meant for being on your toes well, all night. Yeah. Maybe she was. Um, what else? Oh, uh, Cara Walker and Stephen Wakefield went as Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I wish we got to see that. Please say they had wigs. 
surely. I mean, th- that's literally all we get for their costumes. But wow. I mean, they must have had those like yeah, red, red ropey kind of yeah. hair. Uh, Winston Egbert was his usual comical self. So he was wearing a bathing cap and enormous sunglasses, a plaid bathing suit what? and rubber flippers. What? what? I, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds very lazy. Like, you're just wearing his swimming dogs. Yeah, I kind of imagined maybe it was like, you know, those kind of oh, Victorian... Like old-fashioned um, one-piece. Yeah, like one a... One-piece kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that would be more cool. So that's how I pictured it. Yeah, that's fair point. It doesn't actually... It just says plaid bathing suit, but that's just how I read it, that he was like an old-timey yes, swimmer. Yes, mm, that would be a that proper be costume. Right. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Sorry, Winston. I'm yeah, lying to you. <laughs> we will give you the benefit of the doubt. Yes. But yeah, that was that was it for outfits, I think. So that was... Yeah, it's mostly fancy dress stuff. There's some, there's some doozies. There really are, yeah. And but really, like, it's it's Lila as Princess Diana. Is oh, just like, my God. Genius. I'm so <laughs> sorry. We don't get a description. I know. I was just tell us. Is she wearing blue eyeshadow? She yeah. sure is. <laughs> but maybe it's sort of a blouse with a sort of mid-80s yeah, dye. Just, just she... give us a few details. <laughs> I know. Oh, so near and yet so far from yeah. perfection. So close. <sighs> so on that, uh, you know, slightly disappointing though. well. <laughs> We will bid you all farewell. Yeah. And please get into contact with us to share your thoughts on the Sweet Valley uh, fancy dress <laughs> approach. Yes. And what? how do you imagine Winston's bathing suit? <laughs> what a feast for the eyes that would be. God. Um, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at SVH Podcast. Yeah, and also thanks to um, everyone who's been sending on stuff related to clams. And oh, clam so many across. clams. Because it doesn't upset me at all to see that all over the goddamn timeline. <laughs> lots and lots of clams. Actually, I've just been in the south of France recently where there's a lot of seafood. And yeah, you'd find clam specials there. Oh, no. no mistake. I'd be running away crying. Free mussels Oof. in one place. Little tiny mussels filled with chili. And garlic. It sounds terrible. I know. I'm sorry. I need. We need to stop with the clam, the seafood, tormenting. Um, but yes, you can also torment me. At, um, <laughs> you can send us an email at schpodcast at gmail And we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And you can follow the network and find out more about all the amazing shows that they do at HS Pod Network. And we will be back with another show of our own mm. in two weeks when we find out what happens when. Sandy Bacon <laughs> starts telling jealous lies. See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. 